This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hoaxes and other fake news stories. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria. Guarding against misinformation. Fake news. And it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Using common sense thinking with New York Street Smarts. Now with Dr. Maria, here's Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani. Tell us about New Hampshire. That's what I want you to do. Higher crime rates, number two, in border security and national security, number three. And just because they're in that order doesn't mean there's a lot of difference. Those are three very high issues concerning all voters in the United States of America. Here in New Hampshire, we've had a Democrat congressional delegation for a while now, which is very unusual. We are actually a conservative state um, and they seem to vote with the radicals all the time. One thing that I've always prided myself on in New Hampshire is that we were free thinkers and we were independent. So we put our state, our country over party, but we haven't seen that with our representatives. So I'm very, very excited for Caroline Levitt, who is going for um, the congressional seat in Congressional One. I think she's going to take it. She's a breath of fresh air. We need some young people, uh, some new ideas. And then General Bullduck. I actually was supporting Chuck Morse. I know Chuck really well solid guy. He would have done a great job. So I didn't really get to know General Bullduck in his um, bio and everything about him until after Chuck didn't make the primary. And I too believe that General Bullduck's going to get, going to do a good job. I'm meeting with him in Tulsi Gabbard is coming in the state today for the next few days. To, oh, that's to exciting. Yeah. So that's exciting. I shared my healthcare reform plan with General Bulldog and his team. And I think we need new ideas when it comes to healthcare because it is broken. And so I have a lot of great ideas, but uh, exciting times with all these elections. But one of the things, Mayor, that I've noticed is that throughout the country, it seems that the Democrats do not want to debate, or if they do, it's one debate. I was looking at Indiana, and they're going to have one debate in when? Pennsylvania. When? when when are they going to have it? Uh, that's coming up, actually. I don't know the exact date. But when I look at Pennsylvania with oh. the Fetterman in Oz debate, that took a long time coming. Finally, Fetterman agreed to one debate, but it's way after. Their state starts very early with early voting. And it used to be we relish the debate. It, it's like debate in high school and college. It's for a reason. It's not to call names. It's not to be gossipy or fake news. It's Well, I think we uh, just lost it for a moment. I'm sure she'll be. I'm sure she'll be back. Let me complete that thought just a bit about debates. 
the reality is uh, this is uh, totally cynical, what Fetterman is doing. Fetterman, I think the debate is like three days before the election or four days before the election when, when 80% of the vote, 70% of the vote will already be in. So should he not be able to talk at all, it'll only affect a certain number of of the vote. He's also doing it with, with a very, very strange, I can't even describe it. Uh, they're going to translate the question into a language he can understand. He's going to respond in a language that he can understand, whatever the hell that is. And then it's going to be translated into English. In other words, the man cannot uh, understand right now English as it's spoken to him, nor can he communicate in English. Now, uh, number one, that's a heck of an impediment for a United States senator whose chief role is to debate and vote. But number two, it indicates there could be cognitive damage, and don't tell me it doesn't. Uh, please realize, and I'm, I, I'm, I feel bad that Dr. Ryan can't make this point, but we'll have her on, on, the, on the show tomorrow at, uh, at 3 also. So she you know, can get how some much of that you heard? We're having to, a little technical New Hampshire. difficulty. But a, a lot of uh, uh, Biden's cognitive yes. damage comes from his strokes. Now, she's the only one who really has the courage to point that out. Okay. And she can show you in the, in, in the things that he does, Dr. Dr. Maria can, uh, the things that come out of his, uh, the brain cells that were destroyed and, and, uh, uh, with, with the stroke. And brain cells don't rejuvenate. You, I mean, at least uh, there's no indication that, that they do. So um, to have this debate three or four days before the election, when there is a serious issue as to whether or not he is capable of carrying out the duties of a senator in Pennsylvania, and it appears as if he isn't, is, well, I think it's crooked. But I think the entire party in Pennsylvania is crooked. I think Shapiro is crooked. Shapiro is the guy running for governor against Mastroianno. He is the biggest supporter of Krasner, the DA in Philadelphia, who has destroyed the city of Philadelphia single-handedly. How can you support a DA like that? There she is. Are you like hovering around and you just like come in? This is really exciting. You know, I have to say to the audience, we are trying something new. Normally, I travel to New York to be in the station for our show, or Rudy is so kind to come to my state of New Hampshire and we do our show live from there. But this time we're in two different places and we're trying something new. We always want to bring you quality programming. So um, and we like to try new things. Yeah, we, we, we we're want thinking to try of a live audience, too. right? We're, tr- we're thinking of a live audience. I really want to do that. I really want to do that. Yeah. So, as a, <laughs> See, I don't know as, how you much notice, you heard. You notice? Did you notice she's not as enthusiastic? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm good with that as long as it's coordinated a little okay. bit. Okay. You know, yeah. But as I was saying earlier, which I'm not sure, I won't repeat everything that I'll I was talking about. I'll tell you if you did. Good. Good. But when it comes to the, the three major areas that the voters are concerned with, inflation, higher crime rate, border security, and national security, we all we have to look is at the statistics that the FBI law enforcement agrees with. It is definitely higher in 2022 than in 2021 except for murder rates. Believe it or not, we hear about a lot of shootings, but the murder rates are actually down a little bit. But other terrible violent crimes, brutal assaults, brutal rapes are up. 
And Missouri, you know, I love this state of Missouri, has higher crime rates than most U.S. cities, and they rank eighth. And, and they're fed up. They want something new. You know, you look at Pittsburgh just yesterday, a mass shooting, three dead, one injured. Democrat. Yeah, all Democrats. Every, every every city you've mentioned is Democrat controlled, and Missouri presently has a Democrat governor, and of course, it really is St. Louis that's the problem, and that has a that has a twofer. It has a, a left wing Democrat governor and a Soros purchase prosecutor. Yeah, and I am happy that out in California, they had a serial killer in Stockton, California, killed at least six people. His name is Wesley Brownlee. He's only 43 years old. Uh, you know, what am I saying? Only 43. We've seen killers that are younger. Oh, but, my, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, they finally caught him. But it's a scary place to be. I know when I'm in New York and I hear people saying that they're going to jump on the subway, my heart skips a beat. How yeah. often How often yeah. do you or I separately or together say, hey, we'll pay for Uber or we'll pay for a Lyft or we'll, or we'll get you a cab or... My goodness, please don't don't get on the subway. And I was never like that. I was like, take the subway and fight back. <laughs> but now, yeah. you know, it's uh, I am going to reveal in the second part of the show a unique crime of the 20s that I have discovered. And I think if we can focus on it and figure out the genesis of it and we can come up with a ComStat program like I used to to eliminate it, we could go a long way. And second, I want to ask you a question so you think about it in, in the interim. So goes, uh, uh, so, so, so goes uh, the Granite State, so goes the country. That's what I think. I think if you, yeah. go, if you go Republican, we're going Republican. If you don't, we're going to have trouble. But let's yeah. see. You, you think on it, okay? Okay, I will. We'll be back. We will be back right after we sell you some products. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Talk Radio 77 WABC and other fake news stories. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria. Guarding against misinformation. Fake news. And it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Using common sense thinking with New York Street Smarts. Now, with Dr. Maria, here's Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani uh, back with uh, the uh, Uncovering the Truth, sponsored by T2T.org. Tunnel to Towers, that great organization that takes care of those men and women who, who give their lives for us in, in uniform. And I'm with the wonderful uh, Dr. Maria, who is uh, doing God's work up in New Hampshire. Yay! And, <laughs> I love my state. I know. Well, I, I don't know if I've ever met anybody who loves the state more than you do. <laughs> can I, I, can definitely... I ask you a personal question? Not so personal. Were you ever a cheerleader for New Hampshire? For New Hampshire, like rah rah rah, says make, No, but I've been thinking about 
I should talk to Governor Sununu about this because we have these markers throughout the state, with, and I think everybody probably has them in their state, but the little history of an area or or where somebody famous was. I'd like to go around to all those markers and give a little history. I, I would do it for free. You know, I don't just start find that this, way. <laughs> I find the state very remarkable. But I wanted to talk about our national security. You know, you and I talk a lot about the border. We've done lots of podcasts together that people could go to either your Rumble channel or RudyGiulianiCS.com to look at all the stuff we've done on the border. 250. But that, yeah, that's one way that our national security is being threatened. But I have to talk about Xi Jinping. He is going to be going toward an unprecedented third term. They actually have to change their laws in China to be able to accomplish this. He started in 2012. And since he started, he has built up the military, has spoken about claims to Taiwan. He, his Navy, is China's Navy is now better in the United States. He's spending a lot of money on his military and he has vowed to take over the United States in what is it, Rudy, 2030 or something like that? No, no, like no. That? Actually, actually, originally, you're actually, it's interesting that, that you say that because originally he said 2048, but he has not repeated 2048. And uh, it's, 2048. Quite, okay. it's quite clear he's getting there faster. Well, look at the and infrastructure. I think, I think there may have been mention of uh, the the date. The date is in your mind because I think some uh, 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 Chinese, um, and I don't know what side they were on—the ones criticizing him or the ones with him—who said he could get it done by the 2030s. I think that's what you're focusing on. Because well, you know, it's you don't scary. Forget anything. Yeah, you know what's scary to me is, um, and we actually started this at my last hospital. We I we actually did a, an official policy that we were going to try to have at least ten percent of our products American made. And you say, why only ten percent? What are you guys crazy? Well, it was hard to find, especially when it came to our phar- pharmaceuticals. Those are all made in China and India. Look at how they crippled us during the pandemic, which they caused and they lied to us about. But it's more than that. We actually purchased drones. Our United States military purchased drones from China, from China. So everything our drones are spying on, they see. Well, uh, doctor, this this is a very, very extraordinarily troubling thing. And even more troubling is it's hard to get it across to the American people, and it affects them so much it makes me almost want to cry. I mean, the reality is that China is the, our number one enemy in the world. Even even our good friend Gordon Chang wrote an article, I think it was from for Epoch Times, and he, he writes about the dangers of Xi Jinping, and he talks about how he wants to be a peer of the United States. And I think it's just he just picked the wrong word because Gordon, in interviews with us, has said the different. He wants to exceed the United States. He doesn't want to be a peer. He's never said he wanted to be a peer. He, he said in the most famous speech, he said, by 20, 2048, we want to pass um, uh, America as the leading country in the world. And by his actions, he has increased his military budget dramatically. Our, uh, our uh, 
our impaired president has reduced our military budget. We've given yeah. away critical uh, uh, air bases and material. He's acquired it. Yeah. And uh, it's almost as if, if you uh, didn't know any better, we were selling out to China. Well, Rudy, China, communist China, I'm talking about communist China owns real estate in all our major cities, New York, Los Angeles. They're buying up farmland right outside one of our very strategic military bases. They are here. They're making their move. If this is a chessboard, you would clearly see they're making moves for domination. You know, we have Joe on the phone and no one knows more about uh, communism, I think, than Joe after a year plus working with him. Uh, so I'm just going to ask Joe to stay on because we're going to break it. We're going to break in a minute. But let's go back to politics just for a moment because you know how much I love politics. So how is it going to go in Kentucky? Uh, Kentucky, what am I saying? How is it going to go in New Hampshire? Because that's going to determine how it goes in Kentucky and elsewhere. There, there, there's a unity of issues here that are intersecting. In every uh, America has the same issues this time. There aren't a lot of local issues, and even abortion, even the whole way in which we're affected by abortion. So, how do you see it going? And and the main race really is the Senate race. Yeah, the you know what? There's so much money in the state from outside the state. It, it's uh, you can see pros and cons with that. Our Republican Party in the state, the chair, the chairperson is voluntary. They don't even get paid. I remember so they, from Wayne did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so they work all day or whatever. It's on their volunteer time. I remember when um, Senator Jeannie Forrester did it. That woman worked like a dog, whereas the Democrat side pays their uh DNC chairperson in the state of New Hampshire. So it's kind of good when money comes in because. Well, we got a little break there, but they're hearing me correctly. Okay. So uh, the, the point that I was trying to get to was I would like to get from uh, the good doctor her, her take on can Baldock overtake Hassan? Uh, let me just give you the polling so she doesn't have to uh, deal with it. Up until about, a, about two weeks ago, Hassan had a nice, eh, comfortable, maybe not double-digit lead, but high single-digit lead. Now, when you look at the polls, there are a couple like that, but there are a couple where it's down to 1%, 2%. There's one where General Baldock is ahead. Now, in my experience, when Republicans get within one, two, or three points of a Democrat, they win. Because polls, no matter – and this is a professional observation, not the bitterness of a Republican feeling mistreated. Polls skewer – Democrat. You have to be crazy not to think that. When you look at the last election, the one before it, the one before it, the one before it. I I sat there on election night 2004 being told by Fox that John Kerry was elected. And I said, no, you're reading, you're, you're reading these states wrong. I'm, I'm telling you, Roger, you're reading them wrong. He said, our guy's an expert. I said, I'm more of an expert. Roger was a, I could talk to Roger that way. He was one of my closest personal friends and a man that I, to this day, love. And a man who, um, a great sadness as to what's been done to him. We're going to take a short break now. When we come back, we're going to get to um, 
somebody very, very special, Joe. He's better than most guests I could put on this show because he's more straightforward. And, and we'll be, of course, with the wonderful uh, Dr. Dr. Uh, Maria, who's getting ready to go out and campaign. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria. Guarding against misinformation. Fake news. And it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Now, with Dr. Maria, here's Rudy Giuliani. This is uh, Rudy Giuliani with uh, Dr. Maria uh, bringing you Uncovering the Truth, which is sponsored by the wonderful Tunnel to Towers organization that takes care of our, and this is no exaggeration, our most important heroes. Now, I said I was going to reveal the uh, signature crime of the 20s. The one that's a little different, the one that kind of explained, and the one that if you study, you can get an idea, I think, of, of, of the adjustments that have to be made in crime strategy in the 20s. Well, you're the expert. Uh, and I think people, doctor, don't realize they think this is done based on the street. And I don't think they realize how much study and research and goes into this. But a lot does a lot behind the scenes. And here, here's what it is. And it's displayed by an article in the post. I think it's today's post by Catherine Donlevy. I congratulate them. Larry Salona and Patrick Riley. Very short little story. Subway shove nightmare in Bronx. A man was shoved onto the tracks at a Bronx subway station in an unprovoked, pay attention to that word, in an unprovoked attack Saturday morning. The latest violent incident in the Big Apple's underground, which we know is way out of control. That's my addition. The 26-year-old victim was standing on the platform at East 149th Street Station waiting for a train at around 11.50 a.m., when a stranger suddenly pushed him onto the tracks. The man didn't make any contact with the third rail, thank God, or he'd be dead. He was helped back up to the platform by a good Samaritan before any train arrives. The suspect fled in an unknown direction. The victim was taken to Jacoby Hospital. Here's the point. There was no reason for this. He didn't take anything. He didn't steal anything. He didn't say anything of a racial nature. There was no racial. He didn't say anything indicating anger, jealousy, all the motives that we have for murder, attack, whatever. Do you have, do you know how often this happens in New York? How I was many, just going to say, we read about this all the time. This didn't used to happen, doctor. This, this was not, I mean, of course it happened. It didn't happen in large numbers. And I can, I can repeat this story and, you know, all the other Democrat cities, too. Random crime where just uh, it's just an, it's an expression of out of control, massive, irrational anger. And I think studying that, where it happens, how it happens, why it's happening, will help us an awful lot in making adjustments in our criminal justice strategy. And I, I don't have time to go deeper into it, but we will. And it shows, for example, it brings out the fact that we're dealing a lot more with the effects of homelessness now and the, and the deteriorating effect that homelessness has on the human mind, which, I, which, gosh, I wrote about 20 years ago. I also wrote about it five years ago and warned de Blasio about it. If, if 40% of the people on the street are schizophrenic, 
what do you think they're going to become if they stay on the street? They're going to become. Right. It's, yeah. It, you go it, ahead. It you know the subject really well. Go ahead. Yeah, it increases their symptoms, right? You already have somebody with mental illness, whether it's something schizophrenic or depression, it's going to be worse on the streets and in your environment. But what we're seeing is the increase in violent schizophrenia. Not all schizophrenics become violent, but that is the disease most likely to have violent tendencies because they suffer from both auditory hearing and visual hallucinations. So in their head, they're hearing, that guy hates you. That guy's going to try to kill you. You know, is that they really need to be institutionalized. Yeah, no yeah. Oh, boy. You know, this this reminds me, and maybe people get it this way. Back in 1993, when I was running for mayor, a report came out called Behind Closed Doors. Behind Closed Doors pointed out rather brilliantly how domestic violence was handled all wrong. Everything about it, the police, social service, they were all handling it wrong. I took it very seriously. And I changed completely the way New York City handled it. Brought a Nick Scapetter, set up a separate agency, and it, 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 it helped tremendously to deal with it. But if we had kept dealing with it the way the police dealt with it in the past, all we do is fail and fail and fail and fail and fail and fail. This needs a totally different approach. And it needs the kind of creative policing where we take intelligent minds, not a bunch of hack politicians, and apply it to it and come up with a strategy and you could start turning this around in about a month or two. So we're going to work on it on our on our show because I also have the benefit of being able to deal with some of the best uh, criminologists in the world and some of the best medical people, one of whom is on the show with me right now. But could we – would it be okay? Oh, did we lose Joe? I asked him to stay. I need him. Well, I'm going to go, going to, go to Christine in Duchess, but I'm going to ask Joe. I apologize, Joe. I I wanted your comment today, but if you can't do it, you can't do it. We'll talk tomorrow. You're so good to me. I will never be upset with you, Christine in Duchess. Yes. Hi. How are you? We're good, good Christine. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm sad though, and I really feel what you're saying when you say it makes you want to cry. Yeah. When we see how uninformed a lot of Democrats are, and I work in um, the home health field, I, I'm a physical therapist assistant. I go into people's homes, and I get a chance to talk to a lot of people. And sometimes, you know, in this climate, politics will come up a little more often than it used to. And my, I just, I, I, I just, I get like hot in the face. I get like <laughs> so upset. Yeah. And it's, because I, they're like, oh, you're not a, you don't support Trump, do you? And I used to skirt around that around that answer, and now I boldly say yes, I do. And you would think that I was an axe murderer, and <laughs> it's a wonder they don't throw me out of their house. And because axe I'm an murderer, episode, yeah, like they act like I am completely insane. And I can't get into it too much because I am in the health field, so I'm not there to talk politics. So I don't get into it with them. But when we start to talk about, like, I'll say, oh, but Trump did a good job. Well, what did Trump do? And I'll name one or two things. And they have a completely different idea of that, which is a fact. 
they don't see it that way, and it just makes my heart sink. Yeah, yeah, it does, you know, and the intersection nowadays of politics, political theory, political programs, health outcomes, crime outcomes is, is, is uh, complete. I mean, the, the, the present crime epidemic in the United States is caused by politics. It is not, you, you know, know we, we, could, we could go back 30 years ago and we could say, you know, poverty, whatever, whatever else you wanted to say. This is caused if, if by specific only... left-wing programs to help criminals. But if, if, a, if a person only reads the New York Times, which I would never read, I boycott them, or CNN, they, that's where they're getting their news. They think it's news when it's actually opinion. We have very few news shows left. Who would you? Really Maria, what? Maria? Yes. Uh, Maria, what about in New Hampshire? They always had that great newspaper in New Hampshire and that great, great leader. editor, that great editor, and almost whoever he supported for the Republican nomination got it. They've really been fledgling. It's, it's changed a little bit. I'm hoping they'll get back to their roots. They've been a little bit of a disappointment, but I still have a lot of hope. Our WMUR TV show is, is you know, nothing. You know, a, a cat went up a tree, and they don't want to tackle they, any I remember, I remember going there and getting interviewed by a couple of people. Boy, did they know politics at WMUR. Yeah. You know, better yeah, they're, than, they were like the Washington reporters because of the primary. They don't have that anymore. Yeah, Adam Sexton, I think is his name. I, geez, I don't remember the last time I watched WMUR, but I think he's the one that's the political reporter, and he is the best. But the general news show, you won't hear anything that's different than their parent company wants them to say. It's really not like even during the pandemic, they did a big disservice not talking about research studies, whether it's about the mRNA therapy. I will not call it a vaccine. It is not a vaccine. You don't have to take vaccines this often. It's a therapy. But we're learning now about some of the long-term uses, and maybe it should be banned in anybody under, you know, 40, years Now, what years about old. the newspaper? I was thinking of the newspaper. I can't think of the name of it. Yes. It, it was leader. at one time a great newspaper. What was that? What was the name of that? What union is, Leader. The Union Leader, of course, of course. Yes. Now, what has happened to that? That was, like, extremely influential in the Republican primary and in a strange way by process of doing the opposite <laughs> In the Democratic primary. Well, I can tell you business-wise what has happened to this paper, and I can tell you uh, that it has a change in an editor. So it has changed a little bit. I think they're trying to get back to their roots. But on the business side, they need to keep up with the Internet. People don't buy newspapers yeah, anymore. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. their influence. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's amazing because if you read – if you're a reader and you read histories of politics, like you read the Kennedy campaign, the, 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 the Reagan campaign, even the Clinton, the Clinton campaign, all, the, a lot of it has to do with, you know, New Hampshire. It's the critical state. Right, and, 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 and it, then it was the Loeb's, L-O-E-B-S. When they ran the show, it, it was very different. 
Yeah, yeah. It was different when I was there in 07, 08, too, I have to say. And yeah. you know, we'll have plenty of time for that because at least on the Democrat side, it's going to be a big, big primary. And should Trump decide not to run, they're going to have two wild primaries in uh, in in uh, live free or die. Uh, <laughs> how about we go to Raul in a New yeah, Jersey? Yeah, this is, this, this is Raul, uh, Rudy and Maria. How are you guys doing? I'm no, good. You I'm you, good, Raul. You, how are you? you, you since, since you mentioned about, you know, the plague from China, didn't, uh, you know, Joseph Biden declare that uh, the, the plague from China is over? And so someone needs to explain to me uh, the lockdown going on in China, the zero COVID policy that they have there, which is a kind of like a big deal because, you know, they are forcing uh, people out of that country and by the plane load, they're coming into our country. And we don't even do any screening about who's entering the country by the plane load from China. That furthermore, you know, uh, they're buying, they're not only buying farmland, but what about the, the drugs that's pouring into the uh, southern border? And the, uh, the oh, influence I'm glad you that mentioned the, that, and I, I know Dr. Maria is glad you mentioned that. If there's anything that gets her, it's the fentanyl thing. Uh, it's probably Wow. She's been on this. Most- she's been on this from the day I met her before anybody else knew about it. Probably the most media appearances I've done on television have been about fentanyl, and I've been reporting on it for about a year and a half. It is so extremely deadly, and it's coming from pharmaceutical companies in China and India, and it's pushed into our country by the cartels. But the thing is, people don't know exact that they're taking fentanyl. You can buy synthetic fentanyl. And you know what you're buying. You know you're buying the fentanyl. But this is being sneaked into fake pills that look like the real Xanax, oh, yeah. the real Adderall, the real Percocet. So we're seeing an increase in teenagers dying. They go on Snapchat. Somebody convinces them to buy one Xanax, and that's it. They just don't wake up again. And yeah, but- it's a really terrifying thing. There's been so much fentanyl caught at the border that could kill about 4 million people. But just think, they're catching more, more is coming in. They're, they're pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. I need, I need to mention, doctor, that uh, there's a big uh, uh, piece in the Post and not nearly as well emphasized in Washington itself. But Washington, D.C. has become a tent city. And you look at the pictures of it, and you and I spent a good deal in Washington during uh, the representation of Donald Trump. But it's basically filled with tents, unsanitary, unsafe, crime going through the roof. And uh, it was uh, – see, what happened here is mayors like, um, like Adams – and Bowers in Washington did nothing about homelessness. No. So, so they let a problem get way out of control. Uh, de Blasio ruined homelessness in New York. He took it from about 22,000 to about 50 or 55,000. Adams took it to about 60 or 70. And now all of a sudden, he got another 8, 10, 12 added to Sanctuary City. So we have a tent city in Washington, 
And I think, and there are predictions in several of the newspapers that are writing on this, that this will be pretty much the picture of a democratic city five years from now. Isn't that amazing? It's a real public health concern, too. Things that we haven't seen in a long time will re-happen again, different types of plagues because of sanitation issues. Pooping, uh, you know, they say they have to hire full-time people in San Francisco just to pick up the human poop. We're going to start seeing massive, massive public health emergencies because of this increase in lack of sanitation. (laughs) Well, doctor, that that was described in such a sensitive way that I couldn't do that I really appreciate the fact that you handle that subject. And we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with uh, some of our very important final thoughts and a few thoughts for the week as we get closer and closer to 2022 Decision Day. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria. Guarding against misinformation. Fake news. And it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Now, with Dr. Maria, here's Rudy Giuliani. This is a Rudy Giuliani with uh, Dr. Maria. And we are sponsored by uh, one of the most wonderful organizations in the world. T2T.org. You make your $11 contribution to Tunnel to Towers to make sure that our, our uniform our uniform members uh, get the service and the help that they need when they either lose their lives for their families or they're catastrophically or they're catastrophic, catastrophically injured. And uh I want to go to uh, I want to give the show because she's been interrupted here here. I want to give it to Dr. Uh, Dr. Ryan, and have her give, uh, you know, the comments she wanted to make and also all the great things she does at the end of the show to remind you what you should do this week. (laughs) (laughs) Why, thank you, Mayor Giuliani, and I apologize to our audience. You did a great job, doctor. (laughs) You're a trooper. um, There are a couple things that I did say when I put out on my social media today that I would share with you all. One is on my Facebook. I only post to my Facebook page, Maria Ryan NH, on Truth and on Getter. I'm at Dr. Maria. But I wanted to share a couple good stories. Um, and one of it, one of the reasons that sparked my memory of this is because Tom Brady took off the weekend from the Buccaneers, and it, it caused a lot of fervor. Oh my goodness, why is he not going to practice? He surprised us on Friday to tell us this, well, he wants to attend a wedding of Robert Kraft. And it reminded me of a story, a nice story. We hear so many negative things, but my future (laughs) son-in-law was uh, dying of ALS. He got diagnosed after he was engaged to my daughter with ALS, and uh, he went really fast. He lost the use of his legs, then his arms, then his diaphragm, had to have a breathing machine 24-7. And in uh, October of 2021, Robert Kraft um, paid for a game for uh, four people, including my daughter in E. And there's pictures of him. He looked, if you didn't know he was dying, he looked pretty good, except he had a breathing machine and a wheelchair. Well, he did end up dying three months later in December of 2021. 
But uh, that was so nice of Robert Kraft, without hesitation, to do something for people, not only for E, but my daughter, who had been taking care of him 24-7. And also Sam Kennedy of the Red Sox did the same thing earlier, I think in August. May I make so the point? Just may, I just make the point that they yes. didn't know about me. In other words, they didn't know really exactly who you were. No, Sam Kennedy did. Oh, but yes, not Sam Robert did because we interviewed yeah. him, but not uh, not uh, Bob. And right. I know Bob very well. And you, you said, no, no, let me call him. I know Bob because I used to buy ice cream with him in Palm Beach every Sunday night for his, <laughs> for his grandchildren. I used to buy it for me. <laughs> nice, so man. Good, nice man. Nice man. Nice man. Yes, the point is there are good people. We should continue to be good people. Pay forward. I used to like it in the tolls before they went to pay by your plate. You know, people in front of me all the time would pay for my toll, so I would pay for the person behind me. These things are feel-good things we can do every day. But I am here on very serious business today. In just a, a little bit over an hour, I am going to be meeting with General Bulldog. I'm going to be sharing my health care reform um, policies with him. I'm going to be teaching him about health care, and I also am going to be meeting with Tulsi Gabbard. So um, take a look at General Volga. I really think this is a good, solid man, very analytical. His history in the military is exemplary, and he has a lot of sensitivity to the veterans in what they're going through with depression, suicide. He himself has a uh, dog that he goes around with, um, a support dog. So he, he is a really good candidate, and he'll represent us very well. May I take and us on to a less serious subject? Yes. I heard that last night there was like a real breakthrough in sports. There was this uh, there was this streaming partial coverage of the <laughs> Yankee game, and it was said to have been brilliant analysis of the sport. Did you happen to hear it? It was this great new announcer. I think he's the flavor of the month, and he might get a job with ESPN. The only worst, part, only bad part was it was uh, uh, the Yankees lost in the last out of the game. And do you know what it took for me to get up this morning? I had to call my doctor, and he put me on a machine <laughs> that uh, prevented gonna, suicide. Are you going to be broadcasting tonight? Uh, I am. I, I am. And I'm, I'm, I'm wearing my ring. I'm wearing my ring from 19. I'm wearing my Yankee ring. Remember, you told me not to wear it because somebody might steal it. But I went and got my Yankee ring for for, uh, 1998. Now, I did that because the Yankees were in a similar position with the then Cleveland Indians down two games to one. It was the year in which they had the best year in their history. They won 114 games, and they were going to be eliminated by the Indians. And we won two in a row. So we're going to do that again. We are so much better than the Guardians, and I don't even know if they are. I mean, I'm going to protest the whole thing if the Yankees lose and say the Guardians are not really a baseball team. They're a group of security people. How can people watch you announce the game? All they have to do is – how do we do it, Ted? Just follow Rudy on Twitter. Just follow Rudy on Twitter. So at Rudy Giuliani. At Rudy Giuliani on Twitter, and and it's it's not a full broadcast, but we come in with the important observations 
and the things that uh, the things that Bob Costas won't say. Yeah, the things that right. <laughs> yeah, the stuff that Bob Costas won't say because of political correctness. That's what we do. <laughs> hey, you know, I predicted completely Severino's coming back in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth inning because I've watched Severino since he was a rookie pitcher. I knew he was going to be hit in the first and second inning. I said, he gets past that, he's unhittable. You'll I see. Think we need to I, predicted, I predicted the home the run. I predicted the home run from the big guy. I knew he was due. Yeah, yeah, he's been overthinking a lot. You mean Aaron Judge. He stopped it. He, tonight, Tonight, I think we might see another one out of him. Excellent. You did a great job announcing. Can't wait to see you tonight. And, and I, want, I want to remind people also uh, of this very important issue. The Giants are 4-1, and they'll be playing today, too, I think. Okay. Well, we'll be back next week. Please listen to us during the week, 3 to 4 on WABC. Go get my podcast. RudyGiulianiCS.com, and then Tuesday, Thursday, BBSRadio.com. Tune in between 6 and 7, and you can ask any question you want. No censorship, none of that stuff, no communists getting in the way. You just ask anything you want, and I'm going to have to answer. It's a lot of fun, very exciting. Remember, BBSRadio.com, Tuesday, Thursday, 6 to 7. WABC Radio is proud to celebrate 100 years from October 1st, 19. 19-